Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Business podcast, Two Daughters and Their Dad. I'm your host, Stacey J. Dempsey. And like always, thankfully, I am here with the other daughter and the one and only dad. Good morning to the both of you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) So, (laughs) dad's giving a thumbs up. Okay, it's a good morning. So we are chugging along here in 2024. And today we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, revisiting, you know, maybe some traditions or some ways that we originally did certain aspects of our business, evaluating if they are still serving our business. Uh, because on this podcast, we talk a lot about systems. We talk about, a lot about you need to be on social media. You have to have a website. You, ha- you have to be out there. And yet sometimes we forget that the things that first started us out in our business that maybe we would call quote unquote old school or traditions, uh, we have moved away from those things, even if they worked. Uh, I've heard the saying, it works so well, I stopped doing it. Maybe dad said that. (laughs) That probably is because he's the only person that I remember quotes by. So, um, so it works so well that we stopped doing it, you know, in the flood of technology and the flood of social media and the, and the flood of, of systems. And so Jennifer has been sharing with us some things that she has been evaluating and changing in her salon and in her business. Um, and so it has sparked a conversation about um, taking a hard look at what serves our business um, and also things that served our business. Why aren't we doing those anymore? Uh, and, and maybe going back to our roots a little bit. So Jennifer, why don't you start us off this morning um, and with our listeners? Yeah, I think um, traditions is officially my favorite topic to talk about recently. And, and that really stems from me taking a look at my business and, you know, old that I've had or I've adapted throughout the years, maybe because someone told me that I needed to do things a certain way, um, or that's just how things have always been done within our industry specifically. One one new tradition that I'm embracing is an open door policy. You know, it's always kind of been taboo or never allowed inside of our industry that you kind of on and and that's it. And when you're ready to move on, then you have to quit that salon and, and move on to another salon. And so when I say for policy, that simply means, you know, giving hairstylists the ability to work inside of my salon and having complete freedom to work with another salon. And really, you know, the question behind that is how can you, you know, attract uh, really talented hairstylists? And then, you know, put them inside of a box to only be able to do one. So really a new mindset for me. um, And trying to just adapt to 2024 and and giving people more freedom. I think that that, you know, when we're looking at employees and and employment and really the type of people we're attracting, we can all agree thing, especially since COVID happened, people want freedom, right? People don't want to be kind of locked into that nine to five too much anymore. So having the the ability to work at my salon and another salon, how would that benefit the stylist, the um, clients, and be able to attract really great talent inside of your business? Um, And and talking about it, this is probably the first time I'm talking about it. It's like, I can't even believe I'm saying these these things, but 
you know, a part of being a business owner is being open to new ideas, new ways of doing things. Um, I, I, it's a terrible to continue to do things the same way over and over and over again without even considering um, being open to changes, to try new things, um, even when you know that there's a chance that you could fail at those things, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's great, Jen. And there's yes. some other things. Go, yes. ahead. Go ahead, Dad. Well, before I say something on this topic, I just want to say, you know, last our last um, podcast, we talked about a couple different things around tipping and uh, use of credit and cash and all that. But I've just been paying attention to places I've been going. Uh, I've been paying more attention. And it is um, interesting on the tipping piece. You know, I was at a place, I uh, had a... Uh, you know, coffee meeting um, over the weekend and uh, went to this place. They serve food, you know, just kind of a, you know, a light menu, but serve food. You went up, you ordered, you know, uh, paid at the counter, and then they would make the food and bring it out to your table. But it was uh, no no tip. They didn't ask for a tip. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, and it was, again, I mean, there was somebody preparing the food and somebody going to deliver it to you. But didn't ask for a tip. Now they had a tip jar, you know, setting there. So, uh, so obviously threw something in there. But anyway, just interesting, you know, paying attention, you know, to who, you know, where you where you see that, and where you don't. Anyway, um, on this topic, the I think you know one of the things that is prevalent out there is with technology and all the different things that as entrepreneurs were, um, you know, trying to understand better and how to uh, utilize that to help, you know, grow our brand, grow our footprint, grow our revenue, of course. Um, and, you know, I think we can get caught in the mindset that the new way of doing things with technology is the better way. And I just think we want to be, you want to be careful because, you know, a lot of the things that got you to where you're at, if you've been in business for a while, um, a lot of those things that got you to where you're at in, in your success of your business probably still work. You know, it's trying to figure out, you know, how to now incorporate those things, you know, in with, uh, your technology and your approach and how you, you know, uh, client or customer expectations, you know, so, um, but, you know, but to just be careful and not say, okay, we're not going to do this anymore because that's considered old school or, you know, an older way to do it. Um, and we would be much more efficient, you know, if, you know, if we did it using technology. Um, and we've talked about it in our, you know, in our meeting before the podcast, you know, but there's uh, what technology it does create a lot of efficiencies. It certainly creates the ability to have a bigger reach for a lower cost. But the one downside, I guess, or at least aspect of that, though, is you do can 
lose that personal touch. You can lose that relationship component uh, that is is pretty important in about any business. I mean, you know, there's got there's usually, you know, something about you know your business that you're you know that you're wanting to build some kind of relationship with your clients and your customers, and so that's the part that you know usually the more traditional ways will address you know relationally maybe better than what you know a technology based approach would do. Um, but with that being said, you know, you can't just hang on to the old ways too. So it's how do you find that, you know, how you can kind of, I don't know if you would call it blending or how, you know, w- one can augment the other in terms of, um, you know, how can we use technology to enhance that personal touch, to enhance that relationship building aspect of things you know so jen i think you were talking about you know in uh, before the podcast that yeah we can send emails we can send text messages we can do a lot of things with technology um but boy i tell you what just that old-fashioned handwritten note saying thank you i mean that goes a long ways you know because now all of a sudden you know in the in the client's mind you know wow you know, Jennifer actually took the time not to just to, you know, send me a generic email saying thank you, but really took the time to to handwrite something out. And that that's those are relationship builders, you know, just as one example. Yeah. Yeah. We were also talking about, um, you know, back eight years ago when I opened my business, you know, my dad was like, you got to send out postcards, right? He was pretty adamant about, you know, figuring out the demographic, figuring out, you know, uh, who we need to send these postcards to. And I remember being like, you know, this is what they call snakes. Um, and so anyway, we did it. And that was our number one way of marketing when I first opened the salon. And, and you, know, you kind of see that with restaurants too. You'll get, they'll send out menus. I think when you're first opening a business, that idea of kind of getting your name out there, right? Because people don't know your business. It's not, they don't recognize the name. Um, and obviously we stopped doing that. I don't remember how long we did that, probably just the first year of business. Um, but we went back and forth about that, me and dad did, and, and he won. Um, and so I think unless and, and you don't have someone that you're paying to market this, right? And you are the one marketing. It's wild to go through the journey of understanding how to market and really learning that skill set because I think the skill set um, of how to market your business and, and kind of where to invest in when it comes to marketing. And so that's why I love social media so much in 2020 is because it's a, a way of, of free marketing, right? And so we say on this podcast all the time, you got to be on social media um, in 2024 to really market your business. And so, you know, emailing, software systems, I mean, technology has made it so easy for us. It was a couple months ago that I kind of realized to myself, like, wait a minute, Wow, I need to get some cards. And what would happen 
And if I kind of went back to dad's in my ear eight years ago of sending out thank you cards to first time. And so now that I'm doing that a few months, it's amazing that, you know, clients that have only been in your business once or twice come in, come up to you and say, I really loved your card. I can't believe you took the time to write me a note. Um, and so those things go, go a long way. You know, I, I think that when it comes to business, um, those small touches always kind of prove themselves to your, to your business, to your client or your consumers. And so I have a client who comes in every single week. She just had a birthday. Now, in my business, we send out happy birthday emails. Happy birthday. Here's the amount for your next visit. Come and, and, and uh, relax for your birthday. Kind of cute, sweet email. It's automatic. I don't have to do anything. It just sends it out. It takes me no time. I knew that my client's birthday was coming up. So, you know, we got her flowers and made it a big deal when she came in. And and my point of hearing that is that we don't do that for every client, right? But this comes in every week. I knew she would get a happy birthday email. And so we got her plants and some flowers because I think that's what she liked. And it's just those small touches, I think, that make a difference inside of your business and keep that connection with your clients. So, you know, I kind of fight dad on his old tradition sometimes. I, I find myself circling back to those time and time again um, to really make sure I'm authentic inside of my business and showing appreciation to the clients that come inside and spend Yeah, Dad's right again. Dang it. Dang on it. Why she say old? She knows I, I don't like that word. Like, that, like old. I like know. She old really ways emphasized. Of doing she because really I, emphasized the old. I know. And like, she knows I hate that word. How stressful it is to run a social media account for a business nowadays. Thankfully, Dad. Yeah, Janet has um, hired <laughs> people to do that for her. But us, us truly small business folks are learning along the way and it can be very you know very stressful to keep up in 2024 with you know um all the technology things that we need to do so we'll keep well traditions. i mean i know in our case uh, you know another example that comes to mind is you know for from a time efficiency standpoint you know Zoom um, and, you know, the different platforms out there to be able to do meetings and, you know, has really, really saved time. There's a really a real time saver um, with being able to meet with um, clients or prospects, um, you know, from, you know, from that perspective, you know, but still, you know, you have to think about that because, even though I can see that person, there's still a big difference between seeing someone and being in the same room with someone. You know, there's just something about that proximity to, you know, to someone that, you know, you can read the body language better. You can, you know, if you're if you're in their space, their office, their home, you can kind of see better kind of what their environment is, you know, that might you might be able to see things that you know, that you have in common and that can be a real relationship builder, you know, pointing that out, you know, so there's just a lot of uh, things that can be missed 
And so you have to be much more intentional, I believe, you know, at the beginning of maybe a Zoom meeting with someone, especially if they're new or newer, you know, that you don't, you know, because you don't have those things maybe to trigger, um, you know, conversations that can be relationship builders. You have to, I think, be much more intentional about doing that, whether it's hopefully knowing something about uh, that person before you get on the call uh, or on the Zoom meeting, um, you know, whatever it may be, but try to, you know, do your homework because, again, that connection is so critical, you know, when it comes to relationship building and long-term relationship as a client. And so, you know, that's where you have to be purposeful. Now, with that being said, you know, it also is great because now, I mean, I can do business with anybody anywhere, right? I mean, I've had a couple, I'm doing some business with some folks down in North Carolina now that, you know, that were able to do it through Zoom. They're very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with it. Um, But again, I have to be intentional how I approach that. You know, because, you know, technology can also be a hindrance if you're not careful from that relationship perspective. You don't establish that, you know, um, as easy, I don't believe. So, but again, it's huge. It's a huge advantage advantage for us to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, everyone, we hope that this topic today has been helpful to you. We hope that maybe you will, uh, maybe this will spark some ideas for you to take a look at some maybe old, not old, but old traditions um, or old ways of doing some things inside your business and identify if they're serving you. Maybe there is um, some things that work so well that you stopped doing them and and you decide to implement them back into your business. Um, And maybe, uh, maybe there's just some things that it's time to say, see you later. And this no longer is, uh, is really doing anything for my, for my business, for myself or for the, the community that I'm serving. So we hope that this has been helpful and we look forward to seeing you and talking to you guys again soon.